It's the best job in the world, says Gordon Wren. Well, I joined the fire service 52 years ago, and I started here part-time in 1977 at the Rockland County Fire Training Center. Rockland County is saying thank you to its top firefighting official after more than half a century of dedicated service. Rockland County Executive Ed Day salutes Gordon Wren upon his retirement. Gordon is is uh, something of a legend here in Rockland County. Uh, you know, uh, I've been privileged to work with him. His passion for the fire service and for safety for, for residents, specific, particularly children, uh, is unsurpassed. Um, we have been, um, he's been an admirable partner in my efforts to uh, deal with slumlord housing, uh, making sure children are safe, make sure, making sure codes are upheld. Um, and uh, he's, he's worked very, very closely with uh, me and the health department to put together strong initiatives designed to save lives. And that's what it's all about. Um, Gordon, uh, Gordon is a, um, is, is a, a longtime volunteer firefighter and, again, one of the most passionate people I've ever met when it comes to service and protection. His retirement will be a, a loss not just for the county but for our community. But knowing Gordon, he will still be actively engaged and involved for the better of his community. I look forward to that. my relationship with him to continue. The county executive credits Wren with transforming the county's all-volunteer firefighting service. We were light years ahead of where we were. I mean, back then, you still had people nicknamed Smokey because for some reason they had an unusual ability to inhale a lot of smoke. Believe it or not, when I joined uh, at a structure fire, we would go in without a mask. And their, their convoluted logic was we only had, in my department, maybe a handful of uh, respirators. We call them self-contained breathing apparatus. And they were sling packs, and they were good for, I think, 15 minutes. And the alarm would go off a little bit before that, so really had like 12 minutes to go in. So they would, said, they would say, get in, take a hand line in, and a lot of times they'd use booster lines because they used less water, and the old-timers didn't have fire hydrants, so we, they were big on using water. Don't, put it, don't use water until you can see the fire. So we would go in and start to work the fire, and if we didn't get it knocked down right away, they would send two firefighters in to replace us wearing the respirators. And we would give them the nozzle, turn around, get the hose line, and follow, crawl out and follow the hose line. And then you'd be blowing your nose black for the next two days. And uh, yeah. so that was the... Uh, so we, now we actually have safety officers who monitor safety at the scene, and that's all their job is, to want to look at safety, make sure the ladders are set up right, that the building's not showing signs of collapse, and especially during what we call overall, after the fire's knocked down, that the firefighters aren't taking their masks off. If they are, they're told, get out of the building, mask up. Safety has always been a top priority. Wren studies firefighting tactics and strategies. He's always looking for ways to be better, safer. In the past, fatalities were more common. There was a fatal fire where three children died in Piermont in 1978. So we keep scrapbooks here going back to 52. 51, 52. So I got the scrapbook out for that year, and there were those three children died, and then within two weeks in that March of 78, a total of seven people died in Rockin County and other fatal fires. And it, I forget, 14 or 18 people died that year in fire. So knock on wood, it's not that uncommon. We go a whole year with no fatalities. So a lot of it's smoke detectors and others, but uh, we've come a long way. Wren remembers every single fatal fire. Those memories stay with him. They are extremely difficult. Some hit close to home. One of our former chiefs in Blauvelt named, uh, well, his nickname was Foxy. 
because his father, his family, they owned a restaurant called El Foxy's. His name is Albert de Flumerier, and uh, they were in bed one October night, a chilly night, and the fire started downstairs in the restaurant area. And he woke up and he got his wife and two of his sons out onto a secondary roof. I think an Orangetown police officer was driving by and called it in, and it came in. I remember how it came in. It came in, structure fire, people trapped. So usually it comes in structure fire, and then they'll, afterwards they'll say possibly people trapped. So he went back in to try. He had one son who was a, a sound sleeper. He went back in to get him, and he got him, and he was bringing him back to that same window, and he didn't make it. So Tommy McKiernan, who ended up being a, I was talking about volunteers. He was a volunteer, and he ended up being a, dep- a battalion chief for New York City. Uh, later on, he made an extremely daring rescue. But he found the father laying on his back with the son on his chest. And he brought the baby out first. He was, I forget his age, he's like four years old, I think. And seeing him come out into the cold pre dawn um, and the mother out there and the, and the boys, it was, that was a really tough one. And so I remember going over to her because they brought them both out and took them to the hospital. It was pretty obvious. And, um, and she was very. He's a friend. I'm still a friend. Uh, I mean, I see her at least. I communicate with her on a regular basis. That was a tough one, mm-hmm. and I had to tell her that they found them and they're on their way to the hospital. That was a tough one. Such heartbreaking losses drove Wren to increase education and fire prevention. And we really went on a push to uh, inform people about smoke detectors, and we got a grant and we installed. You know, fire departments were installing them. So we went a whole year without, two years, almost two years without any fatalities. Another constant campaign that Wren has had to wage is the effort to recruit new volunteers. Those strategies are changing with the times, too. So now we have a group, and I was starting to get concerned that they, I didn't see anything in the newspapers, and I found out they were using social media, which is the way to reach young people today. And so far, they never seem to be up. My own department took in four last month. Another department took in three. We had a class started in January, recruit class that's full, and the one that started uh, this month is full. Today's ranks are more diverse. And I'm very proud, and I watched the fire service go by at the annual parade. Well, I still am watching it, but then I'll watch when you get done or go to the reviewing stand. It used to be just a bunch of white men, and that's no longer true. Diversity is good. It should reflect the makeup of the community to begin with. So we have African-Americans, Latinos, a lot of females. We had a female chief, and that's been a number of years ago. So... Diversity is good. In recent years, Gordon Wren has been fighting more than fires. He's been trying to expose illegal housing. So we go to these state agencies to show them improprieties, illegal, dangerous, not just dangerous, extremely dangerous conditions that our firefighters are being placed in by having to go into these hell holes. And then the poor, I think about the poor kids. It's not their fault that their parents decided to live in an attic uh, or in a building that was never inspected properly because they put in illegal work, living in former garages, sheds. Um, But the state has been unresponsive. This fight will continue after Wren retires. He says he's going to work as a civilian activist. I think there's too much at stake here. And I just, I don't like bullies, and I don't like unfairness. And what's taking place here to these children who are students or residents of these horrible buildings... It's just not right. And our firefighters are going to these places over and over. In order to make the public aware of these problems, Rockland County's fire coordinator has always been available to. The media. I happen to like the media, and I always looked at you as a resource. I actually gave a seminar at the State Fire Academy because some of my contemporaries wouldn't even talk to the media. They'd say, I'm not going to talk to them because they make us look bad. 
So I said, so and then you don't talk to them. They, they're going to use something. They're going to put something on the air. Or they're going to talk to somebody, in your case, or interview someone on television. Right. So then, then you can complain even more. So I actually did a seminar on how to uh, work with the media. So it was, uh, it's, it's very rewarding, and you want to give, it's an opportunity to, to give people recognition, especially with volunteers, because their husband or wife, the next day, can, or that night, or on the radio, they can see that they're, they were away from a family function or the three in the morning. And it was worthwhile. It was something beneficial. Good to your overall. People like to see when they do good stuff. It's good to see it. Recognition is not something Gordon Wren ever sought. He's known to be modest and humble, a man who leads by example. The satisfaction of a job well done has been reward enough. Gordon Wren would much rather be the one giving the praise. But I always will say, listen, I'm going to shake the hand of that firefighter that comes out the front door, and you'll come out there, they're steaming, soaking wet, sweaty. I love standing by the front door, and uh, when they take their masks off and get a breath of fresh air, shaking their hands, patting them on the back. And a lot of times there are kids that you see in this hallway today, so a lot of those kids are going to be doing that kind of stuff. And uh, it's really nice when, after the fact, when you have a really dangerous situation, it comes out successful, no one's hurt, everyone's saved, everyone's safe, everyone goes home. In Rockland County, Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880.